Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Welcome back to Community Connect with Ed Wiener and Greg McHenry on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast, where we're also streaming live at all the W's ocrfm.org.au. And of course, that was The Village by Rabel, and it was chosen by our first guest, Kai Haywood, who is transgender. And the reason we were chatting with him is because this week is Transgender Awareness Week. And uh, yeah, so we've learned a little bit from that aspect of it. So for the second chat now, we're going to be talking with Maren Wake, who is the mother of Jax. G'day, Maren. How are you? Hi, guys. Good to see you again. And good to see you. Yeah, it is. It's good to see you when uh, we're doing it via Zoom with you once again, because we're keeping our... Well, our distance, even though things are looking pretty good out there in the community at the moment, we can't be too careful, Marin. Yeah, absolutely. It is nice to be starting to think about reconnecting face-to-face, though. It is, yeah, it's a nice thing to think about. It's not just the connecting face-to-face, it's being able to hug and the handshakes and all that sort of thing that I think we all Very true. Very, yes, very, very true. That's a whole nother, whole nother layer, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you know Eddie well enough to know that she's a bit of a hugger, aren't you, Ed? I'm a, I'm a big hugger and I'm just missing everyone so much. Yeah. But that's okay. We're, we're keeping safe. That's important. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're the mother of Jax. And as I say, it's Transgender <laughs> Awareness Week, Marin. So what does yep. it mean to you? Um, Yeah, I think that's been my title um, quite a lot recently, the mother of Jacks, which I'm I'm more than happy to be. I'm a very proud mother of, of, well, all three of my children. Um, But yeah, Jacks, I guess this week, Transgender Awareness Week is really important from the perspective of growing awareness and educating. This is also a space that I work in, being a a clinician who works with um, LGBTQA plus young people. But I guess for us, probably the last couple of years, this week has meant, you know, for us to be able to sit back and think about what it means to our family. Um, Some of the challenges that we know um, Jax has had and that will have in the future, but also reflect on, I guess, from us as, you know, how we're going with it and how we, since Jax came out and, you know, how I'm doing as a mother, how Gav's doing as a dad, how Jax's siblings are, are, are managing it all. Um, so this is a really important week for me particularly to reflect on, you know, what's going on in our family. And for the community to understand what is happening in your, your family, um, we know that because transgender people are a minority that a lot of people in community don't quite understand so do you find that there's much prejudice or or Mm. because of the lack of understanding do you is there any reproachment from Mm. people around you yeah yeah look it has been it has been a challenge we've been really lucky to have support we've been really lucky to i think it's really important to to know that Jax is 12 at the moment and that um, I guess there comes a privilege in some ways with your child coming out really early and also the fact that we've been able to access healthcare. So we've been able to access the gender clinic at Royal Children's Hospital. We've been just an incredible team guiding us as to what comes next. Um, they've been an incredible support for Jax, for Jax to understand himself, what might come for his future, what he feels right now, how he feels about himself and who he is. And we've also had just an amazing, um, we call them Team Jax, 
um, who, which is a community around us. So the school has been incredible, the principal, the teachers, um, <clears throat> but also the team jacks is broader than that. You know, we have had varied responses from family members, um, but I guess our chosen family that has really supported us is, to be honest, a lot of the queer community, a lot of our team jacks are people within the community, are other trans and gender diverse people, um, LGBTQ people. So they've been really, really supportive of us as a family, which is really important to us. Yes. But is that, uh, is that a bit narrow? Do you think there should be more general uh, support from general community? Yeah, I, well, yes, I absolutely do. I'm one of those people who I often say is a very impatient mother who needs the world to change right this second, <laughs> not in two years, five years or 20 years. Um, that's probably in some ways my own selfish way. But I think what this week, Transgender Awareness Week, means for me, and particularly Friday, which is Trans um, Day of Remembrance, which is a really, um, can be a really overwhelming and difficult day for so many people. Um, you know, thinking about that, and particularly, I guess, for us as a family, thinking about the fact that people are, are no longer here or have been lost in pretty horrific circumstances, you know, being the, the victims of pretty horrendous harm and pain, the fact that they're not here because of who they are, I find actually a really hard thing to sit with i last year i was really really privileged to do the leadership victoria program the lgtbiq program with a whole bunch of um incredible amazing people who we now call our lv family and some of the stories i heard from them and the young people that i work with you know around discrimination around pain around not being able to come out to families and when they've done when they have done not being supported um the pain and harm i've heard from parents around how hard it's been mm -hmm. with their children's own mental health um is is something that in some ways for me accumulates on the 20th of of this month um, because it reminds me that there's a trajectory trajectory about my son's life that might make it a lot more difficult than what you would want as a parent. In researching a little bit about this because I'm once we go with our age we didn't really know anything about transgender mm. and I went even just with talking to Kai uh, who's a generation behind Jack's Mm. She had, he said, there we go, I'll have to talk about pronouns, because yep. having known Kai before um, the name change, yep. uh, and before the, her, his uh, becoming, or coming out to the world, mm. we knew as a different person or different mm. name, and so a different pronoun. Yep. The, the changes that have happened from the 90s, they've accelerated but it's probably because of all that horrible violence that was going against the the gay and lesbian and mm. then more importantly i think there was some incident against a, a transgender early 1990s mm. that mm. brought this day around so it's built on tragedy that we don't want to see again do we Mary? Mm. yeah look i think greg you know i really <clears throat> value the the kind of openness that you you know even when people you know miss gender people and don't use pronouns and things like that what's really important is what you've just exactly done you know is to is to pick up on it 
to realise that it, it may have been the wrong term, but to also learn with people about who they are. And lots of the work I do is with parents and carers of young people that come out. And one of the things is just as you said, is that they've known a person in a certain way, by a certain name, using a certain pronoun for sometimes, I mean, for us, it was 10 years. For some people, it's 17 years, 32 years. It's, you know, they've known their child for that long under that who that is and it's really fearful to think <clears throat> is this person now different lots of parents describe to me things like um you know I've, i grieve for the child that i that i had i must admit personally i've never felt that i've never grieved for anything Jax is not really a different kid to who Jax was. Yes, he went by another name and another <clears throat> um, gender identity. But I, I think when I think what's really important to say is when Jax came out to us, you know, the the before he came out, um, the what we discovered was that Jax didn't want to be here anymore. Jax wanted to not be in the world, and as a parent, hearing that is a really it's a really hard thing to hear for any of your kids. Um, and then to be told that the reason why they don't want to be here is because they don't believe they can be themselves was really overwhelming to hear. And when I think about um, Trans Day Remembrance coming up on Friday, I, you know, I think about what could have been if Jax didn't have a safe space and didn't have an open and support space to be able to do what he did. You know, what could have happened? What could have been his life? You know, I, a, a teacher at Jax's school came to me only probably a few months after Jax had come out. And this is a teacher who's been around for, I want to say 85 years, but she's not really that old, but she's been, <laughs> she, she's been a teacher for a very, very, very long time. And, um, you know, taught my eldest and, and I was actually really fearful that she might be the one who wouldn't accepting and she came mm -hmm. to me a few months after Jack's come out and said to me Marin, I can't believe the change in this kid he's sitting up he doesn't wear a hat anymore Jack's used to wear a cap every single day of his life and hide under it his academic performance skyrocketed he was friendly he was vocal and she just could not believe the change in this kid from the year previous and for me that was such a acknowledgement that it's not about people just learning about a pronoun or learning about an identity which is really important it's actually about people knowing who trans and gender diverse non-binary people are and and how they fit in the world um one thing jack's always says to me is there's far more interesting things about me mum than being trans and um, it's it's kind of you know it's so true <laughs> boom boom very true and it's about loving people it's about loving that little person that you've given birth to and yeah. heterosexuality is um it's not normal it's just common yeah you know, and i think thing. yeah 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 you're right you're right Edwina. and i think that we we live in a very binary world we live in this mm. very idea that if you're not one you're the other you know so you, so we have to put people in whether it's mr mrs male female you know right wrong we live in this very binary world and often when we have a very binary way we look at the world it creates disconnection because yeah. if you're not one and you look at everything from our first nations people to you know race to everything is we want to put people in this kind of box and unless they are unless they fit then it's a bit uncomfortable for us um, um you know we yeah that's all that's anyone that's down down 
you know, around disability, anything. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it is. You're right, a label. So I think what this week means for me um, is, yes, acknowledging transgender, diverse, non-binary people, but it's also about thinking about the community that we want to live in and the society that we want. And I know that I've often been accused of kind of banging on about this stuff and, you know, geez, Mary's always going to pull us up on this is what's wrong. And I was doing this, um, you know, I've been doing this work for quite a number of years now before it became our reality in our home. Um, and I, I'm not passionate about necessarily banging on to educate people always. It's really about showing people or challenging, I guess, this binary world that we live in and that not everyone fits the mould. And that, yes, some people who you meet will make you uncomfortable because you don't know about them, but it's okay to ask and it's okay to make sure that, that you know. Um, I guess my biggest thing is I always whether it's a post in Facebook or anything else, I always say, you know, if you don't know what this under, what this means, learn about it because it's important. It's not just important for my son. It's not just important for our family, but it's important for a whole lot of people and particularly in my work of, you know, the work I do is particularly those kids who don't have a safe space to come out, who don't have a, you know, the privilege of, of being able to be who they are because of so many different reasons. So you never know, you know, who you'll be influencing if you do challenge those norms or those that binary idea. When you are teaching or educating, really what it is you're after people for acceptance or for understanding, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think acceptance and tolerance aren't two words that I particularly love, actually. I, I, I agree we do need to be more tolerant and we do need to accept people, but I think it needs to go way beyond that. We need to challenge our own bias and challenge the way we live in the world to truly, um, understanding is, is a really good word, is to truly understand who people are and understand the reality of their experience too, because that's the biggest thing about thinking about transgender versus people is not there's no one way to experience being trans or gender diverse. you know there's not you can put all these trans people in a room they don't do it the same way they don't look the same way they don't live the same way they don't identify the same way um you know when we look at someone like Jax, Jax is actually a very male kid he actually, you know, fits quite a binary, you know, in society, what he likes, what he wears, who he mucks around, you know, you could put him in a very binary box because he's very boy, but that's not who Jax is. That's the society around him that determines what a boy should be. Mm -hmm. And it's been really interesting watching our son learn what that means. What does it mean to be the boy that he's always been. Yeah. Um, I guess another point is really important is around, I think you said something before, um, Greg, about, you know, talking to Kai and thinking about who they were before or who we know people are, yeah. is that it's really important to think that, you know, people aren't necessarily different people. But, and, and they may very they may feel they are, and that's absolutely an individual experience. But Jack's for us isn't really a different person he doesn't he's still you know i'm sure his sisters would tell you he's still an annoying <laughs> little sibling um he still you know annoys them he's still a you know 
don't know if he can swear, he'd still be a smart ass, I know. He's like, he's a, you know, he will challenge the absolute jeebies out of what you do. He's never been a kid he can tell to do something and won't be asked why or, you know, what does it mean for the world? Um, I often say, you know, he's um, great for the world, hard to parent at times. <laughs> does he take, who does he take after? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue, Edwina. No, no idea. I Nothing like me, I'm sure. I think, he's, I think that's great. That's great. How, how was the rest of the family with the acceptance? Because that's another problem is the, yeah. the family unit. Yep. Like, just in, in terms of yep. gay and lesbian people, let alone transgender yep. or whatever, the family yeah. unit can quite often isolate the child. But I'm yeah, it's very true. I want another part of it I want you to, to talk about too. Yep. Is that, look, Edwina, my lovely late mother-in-law, um, was more aware that her granddaughter was gay mm. um, before... Her daughter was aware that yep. her daughter was gay because yep. the family quite often recognises it before the child comes out. But yet quite yep. often the grandparents, in our case, were yep. aware before the mother came. With, came yeah, right. So yep. how does that all mesh with yeah. you in and, your life? Oh, look, yeah, look, it, did, it wasn't a complete surprise. Um, Jax would often use terms like gender not sure or you know challenge I remember going to big W one year and you know there was a pink and a blue aisle you know and he stood at the front of the store and said I'm not going into this store again why does everything have to be defined by a pink or blue you know um so I wasn't we weren't surprised fully um I and we just always were guided by Jax and how he wanted to be you know <clears throat> Jax is um quite a a thinking you know thinks about things a lot and after he came out to us about a few hours later I got a powerpoint presentation presented to me emailed to my email box and it was an email box it was a powerpoint presentation that said changes that need to be made and it said name and there was a few different choices it was pronouns he him and there was I wanted a haircut and there was a picture of a haircut that he wanted and I just kind of laugh at that now because I think god of all Jacks is so Jacks you know, to present you a PowerPoint presentation like it's so human. Some of his teachers laugh at me too because they're like, that's so Jaxy. So, of course, he'd tell you about that stuff in a PowerPoint presentation. Um, but it, it's the family unit's been, I mean, Jax has got two of the most fierce um, advocates and, you know, supporters in his two sisters. And I was recently at a, um, Jax is going to high school next year where my middle daughter will be in year 10. And I think I said to the year seven coordinator, I said, I don't think Jax will be our problem. I think it might be Kaya who will be in the principal's office for maybe doing something to any year seven kid or anyone else that says anything to her brother meanly. <laughs> so um, I think Emmy and Guy both are extremely fierce fighters and always have been and always will be you know um and and you have um, my partner has just been incredible it's been a really interesting journey watching him parenting a boy because that's not what he assumed he would be doing um you know our other two children are uh, um uh, you know all, all three assigned female at birth so watching him navigate being a father to a son has been a really, really interesting thing. And I think early on, I probably was maybe a little bit protective and tried to step in a lot. I think I've learnt to kind of step back and let them, you know, 
get their own relationship going and thinking about that. So, yeah, I, I it's brought us together. We've got an incredible tight knit family and we've got we've got a couple of incredible who I would call our family who support us constantly. Do you think as mothers we are protective anyway? When we birth a baby, we're protective like, will this father know how to look after this baby? I think yeah. as mothers we're like yeah. lionesses a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's been interesting. Me and Gav have never had really, we've never had a very gendered like kind of relationship you know I don't cook I don't do any of the normal kind of binary female things that that I guess society wants and so therefore Gav's always been very much hands-on very much part of it's been a team effort um, so when this you know when Jax came out and we were thinking about what comes next yeah there, there are natural things that medical appointments organizing of things that I probably do um, but part of the the learning of being who Jax is has been very much on Gavin um, watching them navigate you know how that is mm. it has been yeah really beautiful to watch actually oh that's great so what are your advices to you know to a mum or dad who may have that feeling like my late mother-in-law mm. or or even a mother or father that has that feeling about their child and, and you can see or you know when you go to a parent teacher night what are your advices that you'd give to you to, mean to the parent to who the might question or, yeah the yep. people so, yeah oh look i think um listen and listen carefully don't dismiss that a child doesn't know what they're talking about um, we often get told as parents of particularly younger transgender diverse people, kids that you know they're too young they don't really know um, you're putting it the words in their head um, you know those sorts of things all the way to the point of being child abusers who are abusing your children and should never allow this um, what I would say to parents is it is scary it's terrifying. It's a roller coaster. Um, I totally understand the fear, you know, but also know that that fear and that harm and pain that you feel right now is not because of your child and because of their gender identity. It's because of the society that we live in. You know, transgender people aren't at risk or vulnerable or because of them being trans. They're that way because of the binary society that we live in that needs changing. Um, my reach out i have had incredible other parents who have been through this journey way before me and it has been an absolute godsend from everything from navigating school to you know how you write a letter to someone about this you know how you tell your grand your, your parents um incredible support from parent other parents and carers have been through this which is what i most of my work is now is supporting other parents and carers and all our experiences aren't the same but they're you know, wow, I've had, yeah, that's how I've really navigated this. What did you say, Marin? That's through reach out, is it? No, no, through, no. oh, look, we, we've, I've had a lot of support from Transcend Australia, which is a peer support network for parents and carers of trans and gender diverse and non-binary young people. I've had support through a local, through local networks like Rainbow Kids and other parents and carers within the Barwon region. Um, and, and there, you know, there's been um, most recently been doing a bit of space with Drummond Street and Queer Space, again, which are incredible organisation that really support our families and our, our kids. So these organizations are really important to not just get professional 
kind of um, support like that, but also that peer-led, you know, that peer-led model. Um, surrounding myself with community and surrounding our family with LGBTQ community has been the biggest support we could have had. Okay, now I asked Kai the same and he hmm. told me that because of his work or where he was because of the disability that the GP he was involved with was well behind the blackboard because they were working in an yep. aged care place. Yep. How, how is it nowadays with the young mm. ones being able to approach GPs? Are they more yeah. aware now of it all? Um, no, it's not easy at all, Greg, and particularly if you live regionally or rurally. You know, the city may have other ideas, but if you're a regional rural kid that comes out, there's, there's not a lot of support. There's not a lot of GPs that get it. There's not a lot of, um, you know, mental health access support there's you know i remember um being actually jack's had um a sore stomach you know probably a year ago and i even someone who works in the acute health sector i was terrified about taking him to the local hospital you know what if we have to tell them what does it mean for him how will he feel what if they use his other name what if you know so the support isn't there and we've got a long way to go to make sure that support's there we've been really lucky we've got a gp who has known the family for a very long time he was very open about not knowing what we were talking about but he was very willing to learn which was awesome you know he didn't he wasn't a specialist but he was willing to learn you might have to get yourself stuck into the private health network people and um, start educating the, the GPs, Marin. Yeah, look, I am, I'm part of the network locally, the, the primary health care network, transgender diverse um, community of practice, which is a really helpful one. And look, there's, there's phenomenal individuals doing phenomenal work who are really passionate about this as GPs. And I mean, Cadinia Health and Nick Brayshaw do an amazing job, but it's few and far between and we need much more education and much more awareness around trans health. Well, let's hope this little chat that we've had has helped out in some regard. Oh, I hope so. And, uh, oh, thank you very much. You guys are always willing to have the conversations, which is a, you know, a really important um, thing to do. So thank you very much. No oh. worries. I mean, look, we're talking with Merrin Wake, but just before we go, Merrin, um, we wanted to still keep Colac safe as long with the along with the rest of the world and things are going well. But if you have any of the symptoms of COVID, that the neighbourhood house is a place to go to on Monday, Wednesday and Friday between 9.30am and 3pm to get yourself tested. And uh, the test time is turning around really quickly now. And there is a phone number 0427 369 728. Before another one before we go, Marin, is you've chosen a song for us. So well, we'll, I asked Jax yeah. actually. Jax, I we hoped Jax would be here, but he's on school camp, which um, I'm really excited he got to go to. Um, but he chose one. Asked him what his song was, and yeah, he really loves the Greatest Showman. Um, and this is me is the song he loves. Well, shout out to Jax. Thank you, Jax. And, yeah, it's great talking <laughs> yeah. to you. And yeah, we look forward to seeing you again. One of the other bits and pieces we see around the traps too, Marin. Yeah, absolutely. We'd look forward to it. All right. Well, look, you've been with Edwina and Greg here on Community Connect here on OCRFM 98.3 and 88.7 FM along the coast. We've also been streaming live at all the wsocrfm.org.au. We'll go out with this track from The Greatest Showman. And we'll talk to you again next week. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Marin. Fantastic. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station.